Monet, make money in the place to be. No matter if you low po, friend or foe. Thanks for tuning in. I'm a French vanilla queen from the south side of the shy. Yeah, them guns got red beans, but that fool's be fire. And we lacing up our Jordans, praying we can fly when we crossing over bullets, trying to stay alive. There's no books to this life, but the stories are great. Grab a lesson, get a laugh, learn from all my mistakes. I'll never fold ten toes, they just continue my make. No time for these clowns, I got money to make. Could have been with anyone, but you're here with me. Monet, make money in the place to be. No matter if you low-po, friend or foe. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Monet Make Money Show, everybody. Yo, I got a question for you today. What would you do if you came across your celebrity crush? Would you freeze up? Would you fan out? Or would you play your groupie card? Me? I'm shooting my shot all day. What? Like a basketball game, full court, shooting my shot. Though That's what I'm doing. I am a Southside Chicago Mac. I got five brothers and a daddy who had five girlfriends and a fiance all at once. I've seen it, I've smelled it, I understand it. I've inherited the game. Ah, picture it. Atlanta, 2009, Cumberland Mall. They had several restaurants outside of the mall. So they got this five-star steakhouse that I used to work for that was Stony River. And they also had the Cheesecake Factory, P.F. Chains, Maggiano's. I was a waitress and a bartender, so I'm trying to get all the tips. This particular time, I was working a double. And doubles are basically, you're working two work shifts but they have to give you a break in between me and my co-worker we were both working a double he was my homeboy and he was like yo mo let's go down to the cheesecake factory and get a drink my homeboy at the bar he the bartender today so of course i'm like yes i was all for it me and my homeboy at the bar and we just into our own conversation like i'm not paying nobody no attention around the way and then i just happened to look over to my left hand side and i saw this stripper chick well i ain't gonna say she was a stripper chick she looked exotic it was this exotic chick with blonde weave and she was slender caramel complected it was this big dude that was sitting there and then it was like this other dude sitting there i don't know if the vodka had me focusing more or what i looked over to the dude that was next to the girl he had on this fitted michelin and ness hat he had on some l1s the jeans wasn't tight they was fitted to how the dudes should wear their jeans the dudes that i prefer i ain't saying everybody but the ones who need a little bit of room to breathe in the middle i like they jeans to just be a little bit more baggy i don't want you to get a yeast infection and he had on them jeans oh the ones that i like man he had on like a t-shirt but it was fitting good it was like an all white crispy t-shirt to match his crispy ones a little bit of accessory jewelry on them nothing too loud oh that face was just oh i remember i remember looking at this face on the wall from the posters that my little brother used to hang up and i used to look at him like oh he is so fine my brother was like looking at him trying to get his moves on the court but me i was just looking at him like man he fine as ever and guess what it was him on the poster alan iverson the answer he was there the man who crossed over jordan he was there right next to me almost he was next to the girl who was next to me that's how close he was as i'm sipping on my vodka and eating on my guacamole i asked my homeboy because you know sometimes my eyes be deceiving me and he could have just been a lookalike and i ain't have my glasses on that day so i had to ask my homeboy like yo homeboy is that who i think that is over there so my homie looked 
He was like, if you think it's AI, I said, oh, man, okay, all right, I got to get him my number. So my homeboy like, Mo, how you going to get him your number? I'm like, man, watch me. I'm the Mac of all Macs. Get out of here. I decided to get a napkin and write my number on a napkin. And underneath the number, I put, call me so we could talk Mo. Just like that. I folded it up in a square. I put it in the palm of my hand. And I saw that they asked the bartender for their check. I told my homeboy, like, let's go outside. Hurry up, come on. He followed me, like, Mo, what you up to? I was like, man, just watch me move, man. Just watch how I do my thing, man. Maybe you can learn something. Quick question then. Watch me. And we walked over to this bench. Cool people don't never sit on the bench the right way. That's for old people. And I ain't mean to say that like that, but when you can still move your limbs and legs, you normally climb up on the bench and sit your butt on the top of the bench where your back is normally at. You look a little bit higher than the bench and then people notice you too. Kind of how like you sit on the bench in the hood or the projects or the park. So we sitting on the bench like that. So I see Allen Iverson and his crew coming out the cheesecake back. The girl is a little bit in front of him. His homeboys is a little bit in front of him and he's walking within the group and they're going towards the parking lot towards the car. So as he crosses over my bench of course he looked at me because i'm fine i'm french vanilla the shiny black hair dark features body on wham i'm like any man's want and i don't mean to sound cocky it's just confidence men like me that's why i be staying away from them because they like me too much and he looked real quick at me and when he looked at me i put my hand out now mind you i got the square with the napkin with the phone number in the middle of my hand i'm holding it with my thumb i reach out my hand for a handshake with him. He don't really know what to think about it. He kind of looking at me like kind of confused about the handshake. And then he gripped my hand because he a player. He a real he a real player. So he grips my hand for the handshake and I swoop him the number through the handshake. It was kind of like a, you know, illegal drug transaction, how you be seeing on the TV. I did that move on him. He took the number. You could tell when he felt it in the palm of his hands that one, it turned him on a little bit. Two, it turned him on a little bit. And three, he was surprised. I don't really know how the chicks be coming at him, but I know that that player move right there, he ain't had that player move. He ain't had that one. I let him walk to the car. He read it. When he read it, he looked back at me. And then I winked my eye at him. And that was the end of that. So me and my homeboy went to work, worked our shift, made our money. I told everybody at the restaurant what happened. Of course, they ain't believe me because they always be thinking that I'm being exaggerating until I got to bring receipts or, you know, show and prove. And this was no exception. A couple days passed. At this time in Atlanta, you know, you can live like a queen on a budget. So I was living in this high rise with marble floors and chandeliers. I was on the 33rd floor and they had a gym in the building. So I was trying to get my body tight. I wanted you to be able to bounce the core off my booty I wanted my waist to be snatched and I didn't want to have to go see a doctor I just really wanted to work out and eat right I decided it's time to go to the gym so you know when you really focus this is your time you gonna do this and I go downstairs and I get on the treadmill and I start my cardio and then my damn phone rings like five minutes into my cardio and I had like 15 minutes set on the timer and I'm looking and I don't recognize the number now I know that I had just gave my crush my phone number and I know that I didn't have his number so of course I didn't want to miss it if it was my crush so I picked up the phone and answered it while I was on the treadmill I was like hello and I was trying not to sound like I was breathing too hard the voice on the other end didn't sound suave like I imagined it would it was a voice that was quite irritating to my ears the voice said yeah um you gave my dude your number the other day and he calling for you right now I was confused 
I didn't know what the hell was going on. I gave my number to his boy, and he was calling, but it was some stranger on the phone. At that point, I'm feeling disrespected, and I'm feeling like he didn't appreciate my Mac tactics and how I gave him my number. Like, you gonna have your dude boy call me? Like, what part of the game is that? I'm on the treadmill, pissed off, and now I can't even concentrate on the cardio while I'm talking to this fool. So I get off the treadmill and hit the pause button. Now I'm mad, because now you took me out my focus. So I let him know how mad I was on the phone. Now, I did not curse, because I'm a lady, and I've been working on my cursing. This day, I was very calm with it, in an aggressive tone. I said, look, man, I didn't give my phone number to you. I gave my phone number to your homeboy. So I don't understand why you on the other end of my phone why he not talking to me and why you interrupting my workout session i do not know what your problem is but you better fix it right now and if he want to talk to me he needs to get on this phone or all of y'all can lose my number period with a t you understand what i'm saying this was before people were saying period with a t his homeboy was shook i mean he was a do boy and normally do boys get shook easily i learned that he put ai on the phone oh when i tell you his voice was sensual and sexy and it sounded just how he looked oh yes he was like yeah hey how you doing i was like how are you and he was just calm down you you ain't got to be like that over the phone. And I'm like, look, you don't be having your homeboy call me. Like, I gave my number to you. You call me. He was like, man, I just need you to calm down. You ain't, you ain't got to be so spicy. I said, shoot, I thought somebody like you could appreciate this. What you mean? So then he started laughing slightly over the phone, right? Because, you know, he feisty too. So, you know, the feisty loves the feisty. So, you know, I, I said what I said. And he was just like, man, you know, yeah, yeah, I do. I like it. So, ooh, that made me blush. He was like, you know, so we should meet up. And I was like, yeah, so where you want to meet up? He wanted me back up at Cumberland Mall. So I was like, okay, bet. Stopped my workout. Didn't even work out. Just went upstairs. Got cute. But I didn't want to do too much. So I just threw on like some Air Ones, some tight jeans, a Michael Jackson t-shirt, like old school Michael Jackson with the afro. I threw on some makeup, some jewelry, some nice little hoop earrings, some bracelets. I was shining. Threw my diamond earrings in with my hoops. My hair was short and fly like Holly Berry. And I was out there. I was out there. I hopped my car and drove to Cumberland Mall to meet my crush. Yes, I did. Because I had to show and prove I invited him to meet me at the Stony River. Because I wanted all my co-workers to see me eating dinner with AI. But he didn't know I worked at the Stony River. He just thought we was meeting at a nice restaurant. I meet him at Cumberland Mall outside the restaurant. He checking me out. He looking at my L1s and he looking at my Michael Jackson shirt. And he loving it. And he, you know, he was looking at me like, oh, you know, I like your outfit. And I was like, thank you. And we walked into the Stony River. And when we walked in, my managers were there and all my co-workers workers were there. They all was looking shocked when they seen me walk in the building with AI. The answer, baby. I walked in the building with the answer. The answer to everybody's hopes and dreams. Because he was fine as wine like Camus, baby. We go up into the Stony River. We sit at the lounge table in the middle of the floor, the cocktail table. And we talking. And we really just having a good time. And then his do boy walks in the restaurant and says something to him at the table and then sits at the bar and he had like this little stank attitude when he looked at me kind of like rolled his eyes before he went to go sit at the bar i ain't tripping because it's his do boy and his do boy probably just got an attitude because he's a do boy it is what it is it's the life that you chose we're sitting at the lounge table and everybody that works there are taking turns walking past the lounge table and then looking at our table and asking us if we want to refill on water or basically just being nosy and i'm a 
loving every minute of it. Yes, they was on my job. We're sitting at the table and he's listening to his headphones. He shares one of his headphones with me and we're listening to Michael Jackson, Afro Michael Jackson with the bell bottoms. I love Michael Jackson, but I didn't know he loved Michael Jackson as much as I did. And that's probably why he complimented me on the shirt that I had on. We were sitting there having our little moment, listening to the Michael Jackson. He's telling me how much he loves the song and telling me how much he admires Mike and and I'm sharing how much I love him too and we just enjoyed ourselves. We sitting at that lounge table. I noticed his hand was on the table shaking and I was thinking, ooh, am I making him nervous? How cute is that? His hand shaking because he nervous. So I took my hand and lightly put it on top of his hand and looked in his eyes and I said, Alan, you don't have to be nervous. Why your hand shaking so much? And he smiled slightly and he looked at me and he said, oh no, I get that from my mama. My hand has always shaked. And right then I was like, ooh, wee. He handled that ball the way he handled that ball with them hands shaking like that? This man right here is fabulous. And then towards the end of the meal, I looked him in his gorgeous eyes and I said, you know what, Alan? A lot of people take me wrong and I'm misunderstood. They always say how I'm too sassy and I got too much attitude or too much confidence. They always try to kick me down from me just being me. Like, what would you do in that situation? Especially being at your status. How do you handle people judging you for being you? And Alan was looking at me and out of those beautiful lips and those beautiful vocal cords, he said, Monet, if people don't like you for who you are, fuck them. That was his advice. And I looked at him and I was like, really? He was like, yeah. If people can't appreciate you for who you are, why would you change who you are for people who don't appreciate you? You shouldn't change for people who do appreciate you. You need to be real to you and be true to yourself. Man, when I tell you I was excited and turned on all at the same time, but I remained a lady and we finished our date and then we walked out the restaurant. Everybody was at awe. Um, They dropped the check. The check was nothing because I work there and they love me. So I just left a fat ass tip. And then he looked at me like, damn, she took care of it. I didn't want him there for his money. I just wanted him there because he was my crush. And I just wanted to know if he was as wonderful as I assumed he'd be. And he was more wonderful. It was great. So we walked out, gave me a hug. He told me, I'll see you later. And I left and I went home and he went his way. A few days later, he contacted me again and he asked me to send him a picture. And I was modeling around that time. So I sent him like a professional picture from a calendar that I did and he wanted to see me again so of course he asked me to meet him at Cumberland Mall and I'm asking him like why we always got to meet at Cumberland Mall and he's like that's my spot that's my spot so I ain't want no problems with him I ain't want no smoke so I just told him okay we can meet at the Cumberland Mall so we ended up walking through the mall together some people came up to him and he was on the phone talking they interrupted his call and he snapped on them it was like this dude and this kid who wanted an autograph and he was like who raised y'all it's rude for you to interrupt somebody blatantly when they're on a phone call like I'm conducting business right now you can get an autograph for me when I'm done with my phone call but do not be ignorant and interrupt me anymore and he said it in a high tone and everything but I liked how he put his foot down he wasn't playing with them yeah he a celebrity but don't be rude like 
treat people how you want to be treated. So then he wanted to go to Cheesecake Factory. So we go to the Cheesecake Factory. We order a couple of things. And we sitting there talking and drinking. And he telling me how his allergies is messing up on him. So I was like, really? And I know about Atlanta. Like when I had first moved there, my allergies messed up on me too. I knew that the person who walked me through my allergies was my auntie. And my auntie is like a street chick. Like all she did was deal with ballers her whole life. She had more game than game had game. You understand what I'm saying? So I call her because I know she pretty much know a little bit about everything, if not a lot about all. And I was like, hey, auntie, how you doing? I'm like, I got a friend here and he's having real bad allergies. And I know that you know the cocktail of remedy on what to do and how you should take it and what you should take in order to get rid of your allergies. So she was like, let me talk to him. So I put him on the phone and she gave him the game on the allergy medicine. And then he was like, okay, thank you so much. And um, hopefully I'll talk to you later. And he hung up the phone like a gentleman. So then I asked him, I was like, you want me just to go in the mall and grab you some allergy medicine? And he was like, I mean, that's cool if you want to. I'm like, I got you. I went inside the mall where they had this little small convenience store and I bought him some allergy medicine. I came back out to the Cheesecake Factory and gave him the allergy medicine. As I'm sitting at the bar enjoying my drink, he looks at me and he's like, hey, Mo, just stay right here. I'll be right back. And I was like, okay, cool. I just stayed at the Cheesecake Factory and he left. And I stayed there for probably about 15, 20 minutes. And then I started wondering, like, where is he? And I looked down on the bar and he left his allergy medicine. So not only am I pissed off that he just left me in there, I'm appalled that he didn't even take the damn allergy medicine. Like I just spent damn it $10 on this because I bought it outside the mall convenience store. So I just paid double for it and you gonna leave it here on the bar? Like how rude are you? So now I'm starting to get a little bit irritated and I call him on his phone and I'm like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? He's like, don't trip, you know, it's all good. And I was like, you just left me here. Like, what you mean don't trip? And he was like, you making too much out of it. Just calm down. Like, I'll be back. I was like, all right, bet. So I was just sitting there waiting again. And then I started thinking to myself, he don't go to too many restaurants on this strip. The only restaurant that he goes to is Cheesecake Factory. And sometimes he goes to P.F. Chang's. And that's next door to Cheesecake Factory. So I decided to get up and leave the Cheesecake Factory and go inside P.F. Chains. So I walk in P.F. Chains and I basically tell them I'm going to sit at the bar. I walk towards the bar and you best believe he is sitting at the bar with his do-boy and his do-boy's crew. I didn't want to overreact and I didn't want to cause a scene because I'm too cute for that. But I did want to get my point across. So I took the allergy medicine that he left at the bar. Of course, I grabbed it because that was $10 and I had it with me as I'm walking towards him and looking at him I ain't even say nothing I just handed him his allergy medicine and gave him a nod up and then I turned around and Beyonce strutted off yes I did I ain't had nothing else to say I was mad mad as hell I ain't really talked to him no more after that but I will tell you something. It was a time where he never used to come on the Stony River side of the mall because that restaurant was apart from all the other restaurants and except alone because it was more of a fine dining restaurant. And I used to work at the bar a lot and the bar is facing the parking lot and the sidewalk, but you deliberately have to come towards that window for me to see you. Like I'm not gonna see just the general public. And he started coming over to that window more often. He used to go walk by the Cheesecake Factory all the time 
time like or catch him walking around in the mall but you would never see him over there by the stony river but ever since we went on the date i guess he realized where it was and most importantly he knew i worked there so i would see him more often and he would see me in the window of the bar and he would salute me like we soldiers he would salute me or if i'm walking from my job to go into the mall he'll salute me again and i salute him back because we are soldiers in this world and we respect each other and although i did not cash in on my fantasy i shot my shot because my fantasy would have had more to do with a meaningful relationship and passionate love making I found out around the time that we lost contact when I wasn't calling no more or he wasn't reaching out no more and we totally just stopped seeing each other and saluting each other. I found out that him and his, I think she was his ex-wife at the time, they got back together. Now, I don't know how they are now, but I know that she has her good man and he has a good heart because I could just tell from the way he conducts himself and how he talks to people and how he demands his respect. He is what a man should be. No matter how many times you knock him down, he getting up. You knock him down 10 times, he getting up 11. No matter how much he's hurt, he's still going to put forth his best effort and win. And that's in life and on the court. So that's what I did when I met my crush out there in the streets. I shot my shot. Slam dunk, baby. Yes. So shout out to the answer, AI, who gave me the answer on never changing who I am, always being myself. And if they can't accept me for who I am, would he say, y'all, this was his words, not mine. Fuck them. And that's exactly how I feel. Ow. Thank you for tuning in to the Monet McMoney Show. I would love to hear any stories you may have about running into your celebrity crush or shooting your shot or even cashing in on your fantasy. I would love to hear your story in which you have to say. Please email me at monetmcmoney at gmail.com and follow me on all the social media platforms at Monet McMoney. So until we meet next time, everybody remember. I respect your ambition but you got to have vision. Now, I run every kind of place, and I know one thing. When it comes down on you, you either collectivize or you run like a solitary rat. Did you hear that, y'all? You've got to have vision. Anything you put your mind to, you can do. Anything you want, you can have. You can accomplish anything in life. It's all about vision. I'm going to holler at y'all later.